0: Hey family, how y'all doing today? We are excited to see you. Hello, everyone. Hey, it's been a while, a uh, week since our last one, but we're back at it. We hope that you're doing great today. Jerry Thomas and I'm Alicia Thomas. Dear Fellowship, so we are here again with you today, eight o'clock, and we hope that you've been having a great week, and particularly today. We want to, or at least I want to start with the question of how are you doing today? What have you been thinking about? How have you really been managing your emotions this week? Have you really been checking them or have you kind of just been going with the flow and just kind of playing out each situation? Or do you just kind of look at emotions like, I can manage them, but when I want to, I can, but... When I don't want to, then it's whatever. So today we're going to come with you or come at you today discussing how we can actually control our emotions because it's going to be important in terms of the relationships, how we build them, the situations that we go through. It's important that you know how to manage your emotions because they can open up doors for you or they can close doors for you. Mm So, we're going to explore that, you know, different questions that we want you to, to consider. And we also just want you to share feedback about emotions. Maybe you've had, you know, more experiences than we've had, but, you know, we've, between Alicia and I, we've definitely had experiences when it comes to emotion. As a matter of fact, we actually had so many this week come about, and we're going to share that with you. But we're just going to jump right into it. So we are just kind of gonna go through some of the causes that causes people to be emotional. And did you want to go into Alicia, or did you want me to?
1: Um. Yeah, sure, you can okay. go ahead, I'll let okay.
0: you get started. So yeah, so when we think about emotions, of course you have positive emotions, and then you have the negative aspect. When you think of positive, you think of happiness. Most people may say, you should be happy, pursue happiness. You need to be happy whether it's a relationship or if it's something that you are looking to do with your career or just even a change of scenery for your life. Someone is typically telling you that you should desire to pursue happiness, joy, something along those lines that brings you fulfillment. And on the opposite end, is the negative aspect of emotions. Well, you have anger, somebody who's always upset or is easily ticked off. It doesn't take too much for them to go from zero to 200. And what I mean by 200 is like oven Fahrenheit 200. Or they could be a type of person where they're depressed. They're always feeling down, feeling bad about themselves. They can never say anything good or even They don't think anything good of a situation. So they always kind of look for the negative to come out of a situation. And the list goes on and on when it comes to negative emotions. And that kind of leads us into our next question, which is, why do people get easily annoyed, easily critical? Or why do they become so fearful or depressed? And in a number of reasons, like I say, when it comes to, I know for me and I, kind of recently what I've been seeing is a lot of people are very critical. You have a lot of people who are easy, uh, able to dish it out. I think with the age of social media, how easy it is to add a comment that gives a person who's behind iPhone, Droid device, computer, they have the freedom to just type in whatever, tweet it and just kind of going back the day, not realizing how their message can impact the other person or whoever they're sending it to, whether it's in response or reply. But essentially I've noticed that people have been very easily able to be critical. Some of the comments I go through, people just kind of pour out like, "Why well, are you doing this? You should be ashamed of yourself. Or, you know, it, sometimes the language can be a little worse, but I'm just kind of giving you the the nicer version of it. But you kind of understand that sometimes, you know, people, they are able to like dish it out, but not necessarily able to receive it the way they dish it out. And so you kind of wonder why are people so, you know, critical. And then on the other side, you have people who are just uh, timid, fearful, something happens they are just kind of in this box they don't know what to do you say something they start to think of the worst they start to think end of the world they're like listen i don't know what's gonna happen but i just can't so they kind of just black out they they don't want to be a part of what's going on and then you also have just notice if i don't want to go out throughout them all, but you also have where people can be very annoyed along the same lines of being critical. You have people who are just annoyed and the funniest thing, some of the people don't over know you, but they're like, why would you do this? And they're like shaking my head. And I'm like, "People, you realize that people make mistakes. Let's Mm -hmm. give them some grace. So you kind of see that these are just some examples, but the list can go on when it comes to negative emotions and unfortunately it seems like there's more negative feedback or negative praise versus uh, uplifting edification when it comes to people and so i want to explore that because like i said that can actually help you i help us to really understand what emotions are we allowing to just go unmanaged how we can better manage that and how that can also affect relationships moving forward because I'm going to challenge you and like I said, us, we're challenging ourselves to really key in on our emotions because that's gonna be important in terms of how we can progress in the kingdom of God and the then the doors that are open. So Alicia, did you have any feedback for the people?
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, mm-hmm. kind of go back to the causes. Um is like they're unexpected. Things, that's why we have emotions is if it is because they're unexpected if they were planned or something that we prepared for we would behave differently and they wouldn't really be emotions um, however emotions are based upon situations that we did not prepare for whether good or bad like jerry mentioned they can be positive or negative if someone tells you you know you won something you didn't enter into it you won a thousand dollars you're you're so happy you're Mm -hmm. filled with joy that's a positive emotion that you have you didn't plan on it but on the flip side someone tells you your car just breaks down and then you Mm -hmm. take it to the mechanic and they tell you it's going to cost a thousand dollars to get it fixed now (laughs) that's a totally different emotion now you're frustrated you're annoyed you know you're mad (laughs) whatever the case may be but these are all based upon unexpected situations so i think one of the best ways You know, when we dive into, you know, handling and controlling emotions is scripture will help us. But also there's ways to kind of prepare for it or plan for it Um, because they're unexpected. We can't necessarily plan for everything, but we can have the tools that we need to address them, how to respond properly, Um, because we don't know when they're going to hit us. But it's best to be prepared with scripture and a proper mindset that will help us address those those um, situations as they
0: arise. Good, good. I like that. That's very good. So like I said, we're going to dive right into it. I want you to take notes and you can always replace back and forth, but we're going to go into the five ways that you can control your emotions. And this is also supported biblically so that you can also go back and you can see, okay, this this is the biblical reference to this. So, the first one is slow down and breathe. Sometimes, when things happen, like Alicia just mentioned, if your car was to break down, it's easy to think about, oh, I don't have this amount of money that the mechanic is talking about. How am I going to get this? And you're starting to just, you're starting this engine inside of yourself that hasn't been properly trained to say, hey, like, Let's really slow it down. Let's process it first and let's not cause ourselves to panic because we can actually get through the situation. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes it's from, you know, just our own surroundings and environments, we've been trained to say, hey, like you need to panic because something is wrong, versus this is where the Bible comes in. In James chapter 1, verse 19. And it says, so then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Now, this example is calling, you know, believers in Christ to really do three things. You know, the first thing you want to do is you want to be quick to hear. And that's important because I always say that God gave us, you know, one mouth and two ears. And you have two ears for a reason because you may hear something on this side that you may not get on that side. So when you hear both ways, you know, it can come in. And with that, it says, let's be quick to hear. Cause sometimes you, you may th- think that you've heard something and you are kind of going based off of what you assume, but God is calling us to, or James is calling us to really be quick, to, quick to hear, hear the word, process it so that we don't over or under interpret and then slow to speak and this is kind of where it's you have to really think and breathe. Take some time even if you have to just step away from the situation. Don't try to fix it right then and there but really just take some time. Breathe think about it. You know don't try to call everybody and be like I don't know what to do. Just allow God to really speak to you because He can actually walk you through that situation. And Again, I'm not saying that you don't want to consult with people, but you always want to consult God first. And when you do that, you'll find that you can get answers, you know, more calmly, more peaceably without having to overreact. And then the next one is being slow to wrath. And so this is kind of talking about when a situation is going on and, like I say, when you hear some information Sometimes your instant response is, "Man, I'm about to turn up like I'm about to do something." I don't like what I'm hearing. For example, if you have, um, if you have somebody that you know who's getting married, and you find out that the person that they're marrying beat them up, you're like, "Oh no, this, oh, no, this is about to go down." And the story may be slightly different. And so James calling us to say, "Hey." Let's be quick to hear. So make sure we understand what's fully going on. Let's be slow to speak. Sometimes when you speak, a lot of times your words may come out. You may not realize how mean they could be, how cutting the words could cut somebody else. But it's important that you slow down when you speak. Think about what you're going to say because you can't take the words back, unfortunately. So you want to slow it down. And then you want to be slow to rap because, you know, in in the uh, scripture, I think it's uh, Corinthians, but it talks about you know for our for the the battle that we wage is not carnal, but it's mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Um, that scripture, like I said, I believe it's in um, Corinthians. I can look it up. for Yeah, me. so we're gonna get you that scripture. But essentially, that's saying that a lot of times we think that the battle is with the person, and From the from the visual standpoint, it could be, but a lot of times it's not really as it may seem visually. Sometimes you have to look behind that in the spiritual sense and see like, hey, you have different things occurring. You have demons occurring that's causing this person to, you know, be the way they are. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're doing these three things you're being quick to hear. You know, take time to hear you been slowful in terms of how you respond or speak. And then you're also being slow in your wrath. So you don't want to just be quick, tempered, all ready to fight. But you want to slow it down, process it. You know, think about giving grace more than trying to give hands. I'm going to put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: so that scripture was Second Corinthians 10, verse 3
0: through 5. Okay. So, yeah three through five, and I'll read it for you so that way you know it. So 2 Corinthians 3 and five, and it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, to the obedience of christ so that's the scripture that i wanted to share with you followed up that a lot of times your battle is not with the flesh but as the scripture saying this for the pulling down of strong cause those things that we cannot see so kind of going to the next point is you want to know your triggers you want to know those things that cause you to to really switch gears or cause you to Feel some type of way in first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says no temptation has overtaken you except such as is coming to man but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you are able to bear it and this is powerful because once you actually understand Temptation. Some people may say, oh, I felt like the Lord's tempting me, but that's very false because, like I said, God cannot tempt you. But what is common to man is, you know, the lust of the flesh, which we learn about in, you know, different books, such as Ephesians and Galatians. They talks they talk about the acts of the flesh. And one of them is the lust of the eyes. Another one could be the lust of the flesh, and another one could be the pride of life. Um, and there's a scripture for that one also too, um, which I'll share with you. But when you think about those, those can easily cause you know triggers to go off. Um, for instance, if you see someone that has something that you desire, your emotion could just easily trigger to envy, like where, man, I should have that. I'm smarter than they are. Why? Why they got that? Why they got, you know, this rental property, or why do they have this car? Like I'm more popular than them. And so, with this particular scripture, you know, it, it reminds us that God is not is not the one who's tempting us. We have triggers ourselves. So each person has a trigger that causes them to be tempted in some form or fashion your temptation could be food temptation could be cars it could be animals just being just being around animals any number of things but that can also be like a negative temptation when you look at it and that's what this scripture is talking about is that god is not going to tempt you but he will give you the way of escape so you can't just be putting yourself in the the boundary going over that line and saying, oh, I can, I can play with this or, you know, I can, I can be with this person knowing that I shouldn't be over their house after 11 o'clock, <clears throat> they got candles lit and I'm over here like, I don't know what plans they got in mind. Okay. <laughs> but it's kind of like that. Why did you put yourself in that situation when you already know what's going to happen? It's just, it's just not good thinking. And you're also not doing yourself any justice because you're only tempting yourself but you're saying, well, I felt like the Lord was tempting me. Well, the Lord told you not to even go in the first place. <laughs> you could have just stayed at home. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's an example. And um, kind of going back to that scripture that I talked about, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes from 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. It says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of, of life, is not of the father, but is of the world. So those two kind of, those two points kind of get you um, in line with managing your emotions. So we already went over, um, just slowing down, taking a breath, which is the first one. And the second one is being able to know your triggers. And then Alicia, she's gonna take it away with the the next three, so. Okay. All
1: right, so the next one is your knowing your value and your purpose so we're going to come from this um, scripture first corinthians 7 verse 23 through 24 and it says you were bought at a price do not become slaves of men brethren let each one remain with god in the state in which he was called and so what i would say here is that sometimes your emotions can grow very strong here um Usually in the negative sense, when you're upset or when you're frustrated or, you know, you are just beyond just just boiling hot. And so one of the things here is knowing your value and, you know, what your purpose is. Um, Your value is knowing that, you know what, I'm a child of God and maybe I shouldn't behave this way or how I want to respond. I should respond the way I really, really want to, as well as your purpose. We all have a purpose here in life. And maybe that one of our purposes may be to minister to others. Well, actually, it is. That's the Great Commission. It's a great call. So it's not a good look if, you know, We're behaving one way, but we know that we're supposed we're not supposed to behave that way because that's not what God intended us to do. He also knows that, you know, I called you to be a light. So it's not good to behave in a in a bad manner when your light is dimming um, for temporary reasons. You know, you're allowing your emotions to take a hold of you. And, you know, you're causing your light to be dimmed and other people are seeing it. People are going to see that and they're going to be like, why do I want to follow that person or that person's, you know, beliefs or that or the person they're following, which is ultimately Jesus. Like, why would I want to follow Jesus when his followers act like that? Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's important to remember your value and your purpose, because. At the end of the day, we're children of God, but we're also disciples. You know, it's our it's our job to go out and witness to other people. So when we have emotions, Jesus is not saying don't have them, but you just have to keep that in mind. Um, is how to keep them in check, you know, and how you respond to certain situations. Um, and that gets me to um, actually, that's going to be one of my final ones. So let me I'm going to flip it around, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, actually yeah, this is the next one. It's uh point number four which is to address situations as they occur. And so what I was saying before is that it's okay to have emotions And so this scripture here, Ephesians 4 verses 26 through 27 is going to show us that it is okay to have emotions but we need to address them and address them in a proper and appropriate manner. So this scripture says be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So when I hear this, I think of three different things. So the first part is, it's okay to be angry, but you shouldn't sin. So I'm just going to throw out situations from times in the past, not necessarily me, but, you know, just people I knew, maybe in college or whatever the case. You find, find out your boyfriend's cheating on you. Are you angry? Absolutely. Does that mean you go slash his tires? No, you do not. (laughs) So be angry, address the situation, but that doesn't give us a right to go sin. Mm -hmm. Um, The next thing it says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. So it's okay to be angry, but you need to get to a point before you go to bed, before you go to sleep, you need to collect yourself. Whether you need to, you know, Look, I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna make me a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write about my problems. I'm gonna journal this out. I'm gonna talk to somebody. I'm gonna call my therapist. But the point mm-hmm. is, before you let the sun go down, you're going to address this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not angry, you're not going to bed with an angry heart. And that's the and I think one of the reasons why God does not want us to go angry with um uh, go to bed angry or let the sun go down with an angry heart is because it gives opportunity to the devil. Mm-hmm. That's actually how somewhat depression will start depression doesn't necessarily start as this big uh, situation or um, that has occurred it usually creeps in it starts you know with a small little hole it will creep in and then it will grow and grow and grow kind of like a snowball and so That is the reason why we do not want to let the sun go down with our anger or with even sometimes other emotions, because that's how the enemy will creep in and he'll creep in in the forms of different emotions. Depression is one that's very common that, you know, in this. Thankfully, I think in this day and age, people are understanding that depression is real. It's not something that is fake or just make believe it's real. and But that's sometimes how it can start. It starts very small with little things that you never really address. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I would say this scripture is very key. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay to be angry. But look, you do not want them to grow and fester for such a long period of time to now they've grown into strongholds. Mm. And that's what they'll eventually become emotional strongholds where you're dealing with depression, where you're dealing with anxiety, where you're dealing with just always being mad. You ever mm-hmm. meet I, I knew a relative who was just mad all the time. They did you they were a mean and angry person, mm-hmm. and they were this way for years. So I, I believe that they're dealing with like a stronghold to be that angry all the time for no reason. But who knows their story? I don't really know their story, the whole situation. So, but maybe it started very small and then they just never addressed it. So I'm gonna get to the final uh, point, which is know that it's okay to have emotions, which we've talked about, it's okay. So this scripture is Ecclesiastes verses three, verses four through six. And it says, a time to weep." a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away. This talks about so many different times here, times from being angry, you know, in today's world, we're protesting, we're mourning, we're grieving, we're angry. And there's a time for all of those emotions because the scripture clearly shows it. there is a time to gather stones. There's a time to cast stones away. So you got to let some things go. It's OK to to be upset, but you got to let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a time to embrace people, so to love on people. But there's a time to refrain from embracing as well as what this scripture says. Mm -hmm. It's a time to keep and it's a time to cast away. So, you know, that could be a number of things. I think for myself, there's times to get rid of stuff in our houses, clutter and everything Mm -hmm. like that. So emotions are the same way. Sometimes we're holding on to things. From like years ago, something happened to you when you were in junior high and you're still <laughs> holding on how that person said this to you. And you're like, if I ever see them again, I'm going to say, say this to them. And it's like, let it go. It's time to just cast it away. It and so that is why <laughs> the Bible talks about, you know, different seasons and different times. And so it's OK. Yeah. When it happens, I think the Lord knows you're going to be angry. at at this particular situation Mm -hmm. but it's not for us to hold on to that anger for long periods of time especially years because that's how the enemy will try to take advantage of us and use us and pretty much use us as puppets you Mm -hmm. know he'll try to control us because we basically may be giving another person power over us Mm -hmm. um and the crazy thing about it is half the time Mm -hmm. they don't even know they have power over us it's really the enemy like, you're mad at this person for doing X, Y, and Z, but it's really the enemy that is controlling you and may have even controlled that person in that situation. Who knows? Maybe they, they were unaware of how they were being used. Maybe they weren't being used. But it, at the end of the day, the enemy is involved in this situation to where he has convinced you to where you should be angry, and it's okay, and you're going to be upset with this person, and they have no clue. And so that's why it's important to put our emotions in check Mm -hmm. and that's why we gave you guys these keys and these scriptures to really be prepared um, and to have understanding and answers to emotions because you may be dealing with something now you may be dealing with grief that's an emotion and you may be feeling or uh, feelings of unbelief or just questions all together God why did this happen why did you allow this to happen but we all know that God has a reason for the things that he does. And sometimes those those reasons or his answers are not, we're not privy to that information at this time. But I do think that there's a reason for it. And it's okay. He knows that you could be angry. He knows that you could be sad. Um, but he wants us to deal with those emotions in a healthy way. So, Jerry, I'm going to let you uh, kind of close us out with this, um, our last point here.
0: Yeah, so kind of going back to um, just kind of doing a quick recap. So again, the the first point in terms of how to manage your emotion comes from really slowing down, taking a breath, taking a breather, and just really collecting yourself. And then scripture that accompanied that is James one, verse uh, verses nineteen. And then the second point is being able to know your triggers, knowing those things that can cause you to switch. And scripture for that one is First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. And then um, the third one was knowing your value, which Alicia just touched on amazingly. And the scripture for that one is First uh, Corinthians chapter seven, verses twenty-three to twenty-four. Fourth one, addressing the situation. As they occur in Scripture, that one is Ephesians 4, 26 to 27. And then the last one is knowing that it's okay to have emotions. And that one is Ecclesiastes 3, 4 through 6. So we pray that these tips help you to really manage your emotions. Uh, so when you're dealing with different things, we want you to really take these scriptures, meditate on them. Ask God to show you. You know, what are your triggers and how do you deal with these situations? Because believe it or not, some situations in our lives repeated themselves and it wasn't coincidence. It was for a, a purpose. And once you really understand that purpose, you can really go through a situation, even if it's annoying to you or frustrating. But it's good to ask questions, ask God questions about it. And think about the situation itself. How did it present itself? Who was involved in that situation? How are you feeling? You know, was it a temptation or was it something that caught you off guard? Like, really document that because that's gonna help you like to really manage your emotions. You know, when I think about the scripture in John 10:10, 10, 10, it says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came so that he can have life and have life more abundantly. And so that's calling us to realize that you are always going to have something that's going to try to steal. Yeah. You, you know, Satan and his demons is always looking to steal your joy. Mm-hmm. They don't want, they don't want to see you doing well in the kingdom of God. So they want to do their best to steal your joy. They want to be able to kill your hope and they want to destroy any plans that you have for the future, any plans that you have for really having a, a greater future than you've been thinking about. So it's important to really, as you go through your life, really understand this concept of how do I manage my emotions? And in addition to what we didn't uh, mention, um, it's always good to seek counseling. Um, I would recommend seek wise counsel. And you know for us, it's good to seek Christian counseling, and you still want to be very uh, intentional, even with um, Christian counseling, not every Christian counselor is going to provide you with the best feedback. So it's important that you seek out some resources, do some research, get the help that you need, ask questions, you know, because this thing that we call life, you know, we're not called to live it on our own, but we're called to, you know, really have other people help us. And when we can do this, just by reaching out, telling people, hey, this is what I have going on. I need some help. Mm -hmm. Do you know anybody? Can you help me? Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to reach out, again, taking the tips that we share with you, um, because we we do want to see you really improve the value in your life. We want to see you grow and we want to see you um, just moving up in your life and not retracting back down. Mm -hmm. So we pray that this content that we share with you, we pray that you use it, share it. Uh, feel free to share it we just pray that you can go throughout your weeks uh, months years you know not saying 2021 is over but really saying hey listen I'm going to take every day this shit and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to take the situation on and I'm not going to allow the situation to define me but I'm going to be in control of it realize and know that you are an overcomer okay And so keep that in mind, keep these scriptures in mind as you go throughout your week. Some closing remarks, if you haven't already, we want you to subscribe, like our channel. We are just devoted towards putting out great content, biblical content that's gonna help you advance in your life and even your family and friends that you know of. But we definitely believe in spreading the word of God and helping us to really grow and maximize our potential. Mm in life. And so we just pray that you subscribe to our channel, share it, provide feedback to any of our videos. Uh, even if it's videos that we did earlier, um, in the year feel free to comment on that. We are going to be opening up a group soon so that we can have uh, more diverse feedback. Instead of having us talk all the time, we are going to give it to you so that you can share, you know, things that we may not know because we also, Um, Going through this thing that we call life and so we also need good feedback. So we are going to be doing it soon So please stay tuned for that. But until then make sure you subscribe to DL Fellowship as you see on the screen DL Fellowship subscribe to our channel and um, Another one is if you have any prayer requests uh, feel free to send us direct message We won't ever broadcast your prayer Unless you want us to touch and agree with others, but we personally just will take a prayer and we'll pray about it in our one-on-one time with God. So if you have a prayer quick request, uh, feel free to inbox us or you can send us an email at dlfellowshipping um, at gmail.com. Um, again, uh, feel free to reach out to us. We want to know how we can best help you. And then last tip we have for you is make sure you spend some time with God this week. Spend in the Word. That's how you can really grow throughout your life. Answers that you are looking for, whether it's relationship, career, how to raise kids, how to deal with somebody that you're trying to mend a relationship with, um, whether it's um, for a uh, monogamous relationship, or even if it's a family or a friendship. um, Really spend some time with God and allow him to speak to you, and you will be amazed Well, where God will share with you if you really just take time to just spend with him. No phone, no social media, but just really intentionally listening to his voice. And with that family, we are just going to let you go so that you can enjoy the rest of your week. But we thank you for joining us. And until next time, we hope that you have a great day and rest of the week. Yes. See you later. See
1: you all next week.